Hi, this is Rebecca Kohler, and you're listening to Yuck Yuck's Comedy Podcast. Did you know that Yuck Yucks can help you raise thousands of dollars for your charity, club, or organization? Just go to yuckyucks.com and click on fundraising. Be sure to visit us at www.yuckyucks.com. Twitter. Twitter. And follow us on Twitter using hashtag YYCP. What's going on, my little yuckamaniacs? This is your host, Jake Hirsch. Welcome to the Yuck Yucks Comedy Podcast. Uh, very close to uh, being day uh, day 12. No, I'm just joking. Uh, it's day 7, folks. Day 8 uh, now of the uh, of the no car for Jake. Yes, I'm extremely upset about this. Uh, as you can tell, I ranted about it last week. I'm still without a car. Can you believe it? I bought a freaking car, and it's been over... I don't. Well, I don't even remember how long it's been now. <laughs> it's been two years since I've seen my car. No, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's been like over a week now, and I still don't have a car. So if if, if things get worse here, um, one, I'm going to take legal action. Two, I'm going to be blasting this godforsaken company's name all over the internet. So if you see posts from me talking about a car company uh, here in town in Calgary uh, and me just completely lambasting them. You're going to know why, because I'm pissed. That's right. Anyway, I'm not going to bore you guys with those details again. Welcome to another episode. we got a fantastic one lined up for you today. Uh, and just so you know, we also uh, will keep uh, featuring our, our amateur spotlight uh, every every couple of episodes there. I like uh, talking to some of the amateur local comics around here, and I will do so once I'm on the road. Speaking of being on the road, uh, I'm not... I don't know if I even can announce. Yeah, whatever. It's not like an announcement. It's not like, uh, you know, ticker tape and, and uh, floats are going to have to be made for my presence. But uh, Big Jake's going to Toronto. Hey! That's right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Jake is going to Toronto. And, of course, I'm going to hang out with all my good friends at head office there, the people I have not yet met. Uh, of course, Kira and Jess and Camille and, and, uh, and of course, my good buddy Derek Supple over there. And, uh, you know, I get to see Tony again and, uh, you know, meet everybody. Meet everybody over there. It's going to be wonderful. I get to see my good friend Mr. Mark Breslin again. And I uh, get to meet Jeff and, and, and everybody over at head office. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, yes, I'm going there end of October. So plan your social calendars accordingly. Uh, yours truly will be uh, front and center at uh, at Yuck Yucks. No, I'm joking. Uh, no, I'm going to be down at the office and, of course, uh, going over to watch some uh, amazing talent showcase uh, for Yuck Yucks and, uh, and, and for a bunch of other people. So it's going to be fun. I'm going to hook up with some old friends, see some, uh, see some peeps, have some coffees, have some drinks, you know, uh, just, yeah, enjoy all of Toronto. I've never really spent any time there, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, this week's guest, we got to talk about uh, – we didn't actually talk about it on the podcast, but we did talk about um, her you know, essentially growing up in Toronto and uh, being a native Torontonian. And, uh, and I get to ask a bunch of crazy questions. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm super excited about it. And, and I, I honestly, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm blown away that, uh, that I get to go there and, and this is part of my job. This is what I do folks. I earn, I burn, I cash checks, I snap net. No. Okay. That's an, I see I'm getting, I'm getting all excited about Toronto. I am excited. Because uh, these are people that I've I've formed relationships with and and have talked to and 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 you know, uh, just fantastic stuff. I can't wait to meet everybody. I can't wait to meet Camille and Lane. I can't wait to meet Kira. I can't wait to meet Jess. I can't wait to everybody. Ah, 
this is, oh my God. Okay, I'm going to settle the hell down now. I'm getting way too excited. Uh, but today's interview was just as exciting. I got to sit down with with newly signed Miss Adrian Fish. Miss Adrian Fish is a fantastic comedian out of Toronto, as I mentioned. And uh, she just got done doing a couple of weeks here in Calgary at Yucks. And she got the full Alberta experience, which was great. I got to meet up with, of course, Ange. Uh, from the Calgary Club, and uh, yeah, we got to uh, we all got together for brunch on Saturday. It was fun. It was dynamite. And she took us to this fabulous place on Forestry. See, now I sound like I'm like I'm totally effeminate, right? So he took us to this fabulous place that on Forest Street. It was unbelievable. No, it was. It was a great French place. Uh, I've never had uh, those types of crepes before. I think there were crepes, and uh, it was it was fantastic. But I got to sit down and 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 catch up and 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 get to get to know Adrian and 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 of course it was a fantastic podcast. Very talented, very funny, and very eager, very motivated in the comedy business, which I love. It's a great attribute to have. Um, what else? What else? What else? Yes, the late show with uh, uh, the late Friday show, Friday late show with Tyler Middleton is going to be uh, debuting this Friday, folks. Uh, I'm excited to be producing this show. Uh, we've also got the BWK Comedy Crusader show uh, with my good buddies uh, Nav and Adam, and uh, that's going to be at the Yucks uh, Friday late show in October, October seventh. So check your calendars. Go to your local Yuck Yucks. Uh, uh, club and check out the dates because there's always an amazing roster of fantastic comedians all traveling throughout the country. See, I mean, uh, Adrian Fish, he just got done playing Calgary. How many people know that? Huh? How many people? You see, you would have known if you had gone to yuckyucks.com and checked your local listings. That's right. Because every one of them, all of our clubs all across the country, from coast to shining coast, has got a calendar on the website telling you who's coming, who's in town, who's going to be there, who's making you laugh, and I guarantee you uh, the names on that are going to blow you away. Uh, Yuck Yucks just provides – I sounds like I'm doing an infomercial now. I promise I'm not. I'm going to stay on track here. Adrian Fish is my guest today. It was an absolute pleasure sitting down and, and spending time with her and talking about the comedy business, talking about that that ceiling of comedy in Canada uh, and and how she's planning on breaking through it. And I I'm excited to be a part of the journey. Um, anyway, also other news. Yes, yes, the Canadian Comedy Awards are back, and your boy Jake Hirsch got nominated. Now, it could have been my mom that nominated me. I have no idea. But I I guess my name was in the nomination bin, so to speak. There's a long list of, of, uh, of, great, uh, uh, of, of great other shows that are listed on there that, that are, are going to be uh, very tough to beat, but I'm very honored uh, and, and, and super humbled uh, by this uh, amazing, amazing thing uh, to be recognized for your work. And, and I know, I know there's backlash. There's a ton of shit that people are out there, you know, making jokes and, and, and saying this and saying that about the Canadian Comedy Awards, but I don't really care. I don't want to hear it. It's to me. It's it's uh, it's those it's those people's experiences. It doesn't have to be mine, uh, but to be recognized for your work, whether it be from your peers or whether it be from fans or whoever it is, it doesn't matter. All that matters to me. I don't care if I win. I don't care if I get to the final list or you know however the hell it works. Uh, all I know is that uh, someone out there um, has nominated me for my work on the show, and I love it. And I love bringing you guys great interviews and great comedy. So enough said. Uh, go out there and vote, though. Canadian Comedy Awards. Uh, look them up. Uh, 
I'm sure I've got it posted on my Facebook. If you don't already have me on there, look me up and on Twitter, uh, Jake Hirsch EG. And uh, 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 hey, drop us a line. Uh, hashtag YYCP on Twitter. Uh, if you have any questions about the show, anybody you want to see featured on the show. But we've got some dynamite interviews lined up ahead of us. And today is no different, folks. Let's go talk to my good friend, Miss Adrian Fish. to get into it i was like this is actually a really cool sport yeah it is a cool sport and i it think it's like cool. it's a different feeling it's the same thing like when i first came to canada i was like uh i wasn't really into hockey but then once i went to a game and i started like getting the feel for everybody like getting behind it and people driving by and honking their horns and flags hanging out the window like there's a certain certain energy behind it that like once you go and watch it live it's become something else totally yeah, yeah it's kind of a neat thing yeah, I mean, I just remember getting drunk at baseball games. So I was like, "Why you go?" <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. I used to go to games, just get like the you know the novelty gift that they give you when you walk in, and then the uh, and then just drink you know cold cold beer the rest of the time. Totally, and they they used to be cheap. It used to be like seven bucks a ticket. I remember like paying seven dollars a ticket and then yeah. paying like twelve dollars for a beer. But yeah, was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you like a, double your double the price for a beer but yeah, um, apparently the beer inside is is uh is uh is apparently uh worth more than than it is on the than outside it used to be yeah now yeah. i think they've jacked the prices up a little bit but but you're you're a toronto fan obviously yeah so okay so let's yeah. get back from the beginning are you from toronto like were you born and raised out there born and raised toronto. wow that's yeah. kind of a rare thing yeah i've been hearing that more that it is a rare thing it is. like a lot of comics coming from all corners of the yeah. Country, but, well, like it always seems like Toronto is a place where people gravitate to, right? As opposed to they're from, right? Yeah. I mean, I didn't grow up in like the city proper. Right, I was right. um like I was grew up in North York area, so okay. it's just on the outskirts a little bit. But I mean, now now I guess it's considered Toronto, and like Vaughn is the outskirts. Right. But, right. Yeah. Um, it just keeps growing and growing and swallowing up communities as they go. Totally. Yeah. 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 So you come from a big big family or? Um. No, I come well five, uh, That's big. including my mom and my dad. So it's like oh, three yeah. sisters. So three, Two sisters. Two sisters. I'm the third. Wow. Older, younger? Both older. Both older. Yeah. You're the baby. Yeah, I'm the baby. <laughs> <laughs> so what were you like growing up? Were you were you like the, the, the funny kid? Were you entertaining at the supper table? Were you the class clown? Um yeah, I think all those things. I think uh yeah, I guess I I, I could be considered like the class clown. I was pretty outspoken in school. Were you? Um yeah. And my family, I got away with a lot. I was the youngest. Right. So. By the time they, yeah. All you the came rules. around, everything was already done. Oh, yeah. Totally relaxed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the older ones paved the way for you? Totally, yeah. No way. Yeah, it was so, pretty sweet. So when did you start getting into comedy? Like, what was your first, uh, what was your first, your attraction to it, I guess? Um. Well, my first set was in, like, 2011. Um, okay. But, so pretty recent, well, recently enough, but I mean, uh. I remember the first time I did it, it was like I did it um, like maybe three times or four times the first year I did right. stand up because I, th I thought that you had to have a new set every time you went on stage. That's what everybody says. Yeah. I know. I know. It's yeah. a common mistake, I guess. Yeah. Um, so it would – and it would it was such an emotional turmoil to go on stage for me. Like it would be, take a lot for me to like build myself up and then go on stage. And it right. was such a buildup for me that I only would do it like three times, four wow. times the first year. So when I actually began, when I actually was like, okay, I need to start going to shows every night and I'm going to start like doing, and I, you know, and I'm going to bomb and it's going to be okay. Right. Um, once I committed myself to comedy, I was about, I guess, four years ago now. 
Really? Yeah. How old, like, how old were you? Uh, okay, I'm 31, 32, 28, 27. Was 27? I 27? Wow. No way. 26, so like yeah. so comedy wasn't on your radar when you were like 18 19 no it never was Not i mean all? i went to an art school so like i always liked the performing side of things right right um but it, i never it, i was never the kid that was like watching all the stand-up specials i never did that really i know i sometimes i feel like i shouldn't tell people that i'm like no i was into it from the get-go <laughs> that's what everybody Five says everybody's like yeah i grew up watching you know 90 p.m improv or Carolyn's comedy hour or no, like something right yeah None of it. Really? <laughs> and I was that, am I a real comic? <laughs> but what, like, what about in high school? Were you like a drama kid? Were you was, into sketch yeah. and stuff? And, and, or just more like plays? Or um, Yeah, I was a drama major. So like that, okay. I liked that performing thing. But I never yeah. I, I, I never knew how to... I never I had an outlet for... like I never knew how I was going to make that into a thing. I just thought that was just a thing that in school. And right. then... Um, and that was that. And then I went traveling for a little while. I went to university... Then afterwards, I went traveling for a little while, right. and then I came back from traveling, and a friend of mine, I was telling a story to her. We were on, like, a rooftop somewhere, and I was like, blah, 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 and she right. was laughing. She's like, you start doing stand-up, and it was like, ding. I was the like, light. yes. Really? Like, yeah, that's what I should try doing. No way. Yeah, it was a totally, like, eureka light bulb moment. Wow. Um, so were you settled into any type of a career, like, before the traveling part? Were you were you just working? Were you just doing, like... No, not at all. Nothing. I had, like... Yeah. I mean, I'd gotten a degree in psychology. Hey, yeah, you weren't, like, homeless or anything, but, I mean, yeah, you were, like, you were just kind of, like, living life, just kind of... Totally, yeah. I was just serving, wow. and then I, I know, my whole life, I kind of knew that something would hit me. I was never concerned, like, what am I going to do when I get older? I was right. like, eh, it'll... It'll come. It's going to figure itself out. And my parents never placed any kind of pressure on me that to be like, you got to figure this out. Yeah. Yeah, 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 no, they've been, uh, my parents have been like the best support system ever. They're the ones who told me to quit my job. No way. Like, you got to quit your job. If you're going to do this, quit your job. And I was Holy like, Holy shit. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, they're behind me. Because usually parents are like, listen, like, I don't know if you this need is something a great, that's stable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fall back on a backup plan type of thing. No, they've been the best. What about your sisters? Also the coolest. Really? Uh, yeah. I'm just the greatest woman in the world. Um, <laughs> Are they all like professionals and stuff like that? or, or My eldest sister RC? is a – no, no, no. My eldest sister is a uh, dietitian. Okay. Uh, she has her own practice. Wow. Uh, Nicole And my middle sister um, is really uh, – she's really big in the social justice community. Wow. Very cool. She, yeah, she's going to save the world. That's awesome. Yeah. That reminds me of my daughter. She wants to be like a civil rights attorney and yeah, yeah, wants cool. to, yeah, fight, fight for everybody else's yeah rights for equality and everything. Totally, yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So, so tell me about uh, when you started getting onto the comedy scene uh, before you went up and you did your open mic and stuff like that. Did uh, your first show was it an open mic? Was it like an amateur night? Was it? Uh, oh yeah. Well, luckily I had um, a friend of mine. Uh, who was in the comedy scene. Right. Uh, and so he's the one. And I don't think if he hadn't been there to hold my hand through it, I don't think I would. Yeah, I mean, no. I, it would have taken me. I don't know what path I would have gone on to right. get on stage. Because I think sometimes you need that person to be like, you're coming on stage. Right. You have two months. And he literally did that. He said, you got two months. I got you booked on a show in two months. So It's when you get booked. It's when, it's when you put a date to it. Totally. Like, yeah. Fuck. You got to have a deadline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm fucked. Yeah, I remember the first time <laughs> I committed to one. Like my buddy, it was, yeah, it was actually Chris, uh, Chris LaBelle. He was the first one. He was just like, dude, okay, I got you. Okay, you're, you know, this is it. You're, you're gonna do it. The 16th of next month, and I'm just like, 
Fuck. <laughs> and then like the week before you start thinking of like all this stuff, like I'm like, maybe I'm sick. Maybe I can't do this. Maybe there's like a million reasons why I can't do it. Totally. Try to find a way to follow. Yeah. Get, get, get out of it. But, uh, so tell me about that first time on stage. Were you, were you excited? <laughs> like, did you bring a bunch of people out? Did you? Oh yeah. I totally shit my pants like three times <laughs> before I went on stage. You no know, way. when you have like the shit, the nervous shit. So it was yeah, like, yeah. oh, it was like nonstop that whole day. No way. Um, I brought a bunch of people, a bunch of my friends. I have a really good crew called Team Good Times. Um, oh, awesome. And so, or TGT. <laughs> and so, we, they all came out and they were a huge support. And the first show I did, <laughs> I killed it because all my friends are there. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm the best. I remember thinking like, I'm going straight to the top. <laughs> no bombs. <laughs> Um, and then I think everyone's like, I walked off stage going, I'm ready for my Netflix special. <laughs> I totally. like, I'm ready for the HBO. It's like, I'm incredible. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. This inflated sense of ego. Uh, and then I think the next show I did, um, I brought no one. So I was like, I got this. Right. Uh, and I totally tanked. No way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Was, Crickets uh, or what? Or oh God. I something like, yeah, it was, it was, cr- it was like. Yeah, it, I would describe it as crickets. Do you it remember was what awful. like your material was back then? Like what were some of your jokes back then? Um, I do remember my jokes. That yeah. they're they're online. Yeah, <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're all permanently online. recorded. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, it God. just didn't go well the second time. Yeah, no, yeah exactly. Because right. you didn't have all your friends there back, and also you know, there's, I think there's a certain comfort you have when you walk on stage. Knowing people, I mean, now I really don't like it when people come to my show who I know. I don't right. know why, just because there's this added pressure, but. Sure. At first, it was like I didn't feel like I needed to already prove myself. I already they already knew I was funny, my right. friends. So like I could walk on stage and I could be myself. Sure, I found it an easier path to getting to be myself on stage. But right. when I didn't have friends there, I all of a sudden I felt uncomfortable on stage, and that's probably what added to the yeah bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the <laughs> many a bomb that <laughs> followed. <laughs> Good. So what was that? Were you like? Because there's like I I've found that even when it just comes to life, period, you you there's a sense of like fight or flight, and you kind of look at it and you're just like, listen, like I might have done shitty here tonight, but there's something inside me that is like I gotta I gotta keep on going with it. Totally, yeah. I mean, for sure, I wanted to. I stopped for after the first bomb, and that's what I say. When I first started comedy, I only did it like three or four times my first year because it took me so much to get back on stage. Cause it was just such like a blow to myself. I was like, am I terrible? Like, or the cool thing was that it like, a- you start asking yourself like, what, what do, what do I need? What do I need from the audience? Why do I need that acceptance? Right. What is that in me? Can I provide that in myself? Can I give myself my own acceptance? And then whatever happens on stage happens on stage. Right, so right. that's what I found the really cool journey in, in, in comedy is this like self, um, that's the word I'm looking for here. I like this. You know, you start to learn about yourself. You start to understand yourself as a journey of like right. into your into your soul. No, that's a, that's an interesting way of like looking at it because I think there is that that thing where where I think it's not so much that you stop giving a shit. Obviously, you give a shit about how the show's going to go, but I think that you've already kind of come to that point of of realization that that you're like, listen, I'm going to go up and I'm going to do what I'm going to do, and either they're going to like it or they're not going to like it. Totally, yeah. Yeah, and it's for sure a skill that I'm still getting used to, um, but absolutely, yeah, there's a certain level of confidence that you build in yourself. Mm -hmm. And when I'm doing well with myself offstage, like when I'm feeling good about myself offstage, then my stuff onstage is... Right. It, it goes really well for me because yeah. I'm feeling confident. Absolutely. So it's kind of like a really cool like way to tangibly see your self-growth. Right, right. That's amazing. And when you started doing comedy, like you saw the country. Like you 
been traveling around. Yeah, it's yeah. so sweet. What's I that get, like? Oh, What's it's that? the best. I get to, I've been coast to coast and, you know, fortunate enough to, to do that. And I get to see all my friends on the East Coast and I get to see all my friends on the West Coast. And right. it's the coolest job. It is cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. That's, a, that's such a good thing. So where's your favorite place to, to be? Like, do you like being out the East? Do you find like... Do you find like your your comedy resonates in certain areas more than it does in other places? Um, I think my favorite is Toronto, just because that's where I'm from, and I understand the crowds really well. Right. Uh, they're really progressive crowds, yeah. um, and they are you know they're quick, and right. uh, so I I, so I just normally do my best in Toronto. Right. Probably most comics do the best in their hometown. Their hometown yeah. Um, is there a certain level of comfortability there though? Like, is there is there something like where where you want to go to other cities to see, like, you know, I, I want to be just as good other places as I am at, at back at home. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Of course there's that drive. Sure. Um, I think I am, I think I, I really liked going to Vancouver. I think that was also a really great um, hub for me. I think right. I, I feel like the audiences are similar-ish, right. Toronto and Vancouver. Sure. Um in terms of what they want, they want something that's, a, you know, that's uh, not just dick jokes, but they can right. appreciate a good dick joke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> whereas, I guess, um, smaller towns I'm still getting used to. Right. Um, but I do enjoy them nonetheless because people yeah. are always there to party and have fun. Yeah, that's the thing, right? I think uh, like I've been to some small towns, and, and I won't paint it all with one brush, but there is a lot right. of – it's a difference between, like, a lot of – it seems like you're you're dealing a lot more with like the blue collar comedy crowd, as opposed to inner city. I think uh, is a lot more progressive when it comes to to stuff. They can laugh at political. They can laugh at government stuff. They can laugh at like anything that you throw out. Totally. Whereas yeah. Some of the smaller town, and it's not that they don't understand that stuff. Like I don't want to make it sound like that, but I think there's just a different appreciation for the life that they lead as opposed to life in the inner city. Like, totally. Yeah. Why they're there. Yeah, and know? even like stuff like you know when you say like, if you have like a a racial slur or like you know if you say something that's like a not a racist joke, but if you have if you're talking about if you're making fun of something. Um, that, you know, you're talking about like black people or brown people or Jews or lesbians or right. gays, there's less of a shock value in the city. Everyone's like, yep, cool. Yeah, go yeah, on. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. They're not as like, well, this yeah. is weird and uncomfortable. Whereas yeah. sometimes in the smaller towns, it can get that you can almost feel an uncomfortable yeah. energy when you say like, really, lezzy yeah. or yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. tickle my balls. Actually, <laughs> tickle my balls always goes well, but like. <laughs> If you talk about being gay, and then all of a sudden it's like a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. And I like I uh, there's a comedian that that used to be based out of Calgary, Brandon Craig, and he's now in Europe uh, or in England or whatever. But he was just like you know like the, the local local comedian guy here. But uh, he, he would build up these jokes, and then like right in the middle of the set, he'd be like, "Because I'm fucking gay, everybody." And everybody <laughs> was like, "But it's like this wave of like." Like once I'm giving you permission to laugh at some of the stuff with me, it's okay to jump laugh, on board. Yeah. yeah, enjoy it. You know, or like yeah. Alan Cho is like a great Asian comedian, and he gives like he his jokes are based on the stereotypes of like Asian people, and and people are like, okay, it's okay to laugh at this stuff. And sure, yeah, it's interesting stuff. It's interesting stuff. So, uh, is is the state somewhere where you want to end up going? Is it like you are you happy in Canada? Are you are you so far so yeah? Yeah, I mean, I, so far I love. Canada and it's been working well for me so far right. um do I eventually see myself moving to LA or New York one of those hubs um 
I mean, yes, in a sense that like, I think once you've reached a certain level of success in Canada, then the next step is LA. So I do hope to reach that level of success where, okay, I've outgrown everything I can in Canada now. Now let's go to the States. Now let's, let's tackle that. Um, So it's for sure something I would hope that would happen. I also would hope that potentially um, we don't need to have that drain into the States where we're like, okay, now I need to go to the States. I I would like for me to be able to stay in Toronto and stay in Canada Mm -hmm. and have a, the same levels of success that I would have should I be in LA, should I be in New York. Right, right. Whether that's possible, I don't know yet. I'm still flying by the seam of my yeah, pants. It's, it's a, yeah, you know what, it's a, it's an interesting dichotomy because I talk to a lot of people and, and this comes up a lot, is is this feeling of inevitability of that I'm going to have to eventually make that move to that market. Like sure. I'm going to have to do it. And they don't ever look at it as a place I'm going to go down and tour or you know go to the States and, and perform, but it, it it's eventually going to have to become home on some on some level of, of having to get your name out there and, and going and where opportunities are and totally. and, uh, and yeah I, I I'm on board with you though I, I I'm really hoping that Canada I think they're starting to see a bit of a shift where where I think we're gonna hopefully be able to afford opportunities for people to stay and, and do it here yeah and have just, some kind of star system where like yeah. you can stay here and you can achieve the same level of success that you would Absolutely. should you be in LA, New York yeah, yeah. What do you what do you find you get out of comedy? Is it is it a voice? Is it being able to to, to be up there and, and share your point of view, your observations on the world, or, or is it is it something that uh, you like to perform, or is it is it like do you like just to go up there and have a voice? I think it's a combo platter. I yeah. really enjoy performing. I like that aspect of it, um, of course. Uh, but I do like to have a voice. I do like to share my opinions, um, and I think that's part of like. You know, you see guys like uh, Louis C.K., you know, that's a big name, right? Or, you know, that just like they're saying really important things um, and they're adding an edge of like entertainment to it so that you can laugh at it and you can really see it from a different light and just see how ridiculous things are. Right. Um, And that's what I would like to be able to do. Um, still getting there. It's really hard to make that, that stuff like funny and entertaining when you're like, yeah. the world is coming to an end, <laughs> you know, but it's not that funny right. yet. <laughs> um, it takes a good, a good writing to do that. Yeah. Um, so I'm still getting there, but um, yeah, I think it's a voice and I think it's both. I, I like to perform as well. That's awesome. And also like we talked about, like just that self journey, like it's yeah. that's, uh, knowing how to be learning, you're learning and understanding yourself um, because once you've got that, then you can be yourself on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Well, as far as like when you're when you're out doing like when you're out doing comedy and you're out doing stand up and stuff like that, has there been in your journey? Have there been people that you've gravitated towards in the com- in, in the comedy community? Is like people that have kind of taken you under their wing or, or kind of given you advice, or, or has there been people out there that have that have you look up to? Totally. Yeah. Um, people have been super helpful for me in in this realm in the comedy community, just in terms of giving me little tidbits of information. Um, I know Michael Harrison was big for that for me in terms of getting into the the colleges and university world, that realm. Um, people I look up to, um, yeah, there's, I mean, there's the the amount of talent in Toronto is, or in Canada, sorry, is huge, but I guess my experience comes out of Toronto. Um, so like, you know, there's comics like Sandra Badalini, who's like just incredible. If you've ever heard of her, you should look her up. She's, she's, 
she's in, she makes every single show just like this unique experience because she does so much off the cuff stuff and like right. oh god that's what I w- I would also like to really add that to my comedy yeah. skill set um, and she's not afraid to go off the cuff and if someone says something she tell she ta- so like yeah I've, I've totally I look up to her a lot yeah um, who was on the scene when you were coming up um, who was on the scene in terms of who were some of the club like because. I always know, like, uh, like when I interview certain people, and they're like, "Oh, I remember when so and so was just like this quiet, nerdy kid in the back of the room, and now he's like this massive headliner or whatever." Or, you know, now they're like, you know, touring clubs and they're doing amazing. But like, I remember, like, I, I know that we we were just talking about uh, Galoni, Mace Galoni, or, or Mace Galoni, yeah, yeah. Mace Galoni. like, <laughs> like, and I look at that and I'm like, you know, like, uh, there, there's certain people that stand out when you're doing the amateur circuit and you just kind of look at it and you're like, I know this person's going to have something to them. Like, totally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Were there people like that when you were? I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm, st- I'm still relatively new to the scene, so I'm still only now, it's only now that I'm actually starting to see those people, you know, who I've started with also, you know, doing, doing really great things and seeing them grow and seeing them progress like Mace Galoni. Yeah. I think I did my third, my third, one of my third sets, uh, he was on a show, we were on this comedy competition, Canada, Yuck Yucks, Canada right, Laughs right. or something like that, I can't remember what it's called, yeah. um, and I remember thinking, like, oh, cool, he, like, he's really good, and right. then just seeing him blossom, like, he's doing so well now, yeah, right. um, JJ Lieberman, like, I remember, yeah. we, we kind of started in and around the same time, and he's just a comic that's just kind of starting to break his, but he's got a really unique little voice and thing happening for him, and I just remember, <laughs> and he'll, you know, he won't mind that I say this, but I remember he, him just bombing all the like all the time. It was right. a bomb, but he was so cool because he would just get right back up on stage, and he still does. He's you know, so he's still dedicated to the craft. Yeah. Y- yeah, yeah, and I mean, he's just really trying to find his voice and trying to figure out his style, and like he's doing such a great job, and like it's impressive to see how he's doing. And yeah. um, that's a you know someone like uh, uh, Aisha Alpha, who is a good friend of mine. Right. Another fantastic comic who we didn't start together. She kind of moved from Winnipeg to Toronto. Right. Um, when she moved there, we became close. And just to see how her, like, just explode onto the scene, mm-hmm. like, boom, now she's in L.A. And she's doing, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. that's also something that's really cool to see, to that see all is, your friends yeah. do so well. Yeah, that's amazing to see. Um, is there, is there, oh, man, I, I was just, I, I had a great question lined up for you. <laughs> <laughs> This happens once in a while. I'm like, hi, hi. <laughs> what's going on here? I'm actually are you really political impre- at all. I'm, I'm trying to get more political. Are you? Yeah. Are you, are you more? Are you more fascinated with politics in Canada or in the states? Uh, Some people look at the states and they're just like, Jesus Christ! Like, I don't know what's it's happening. A fucking circus it's over there. So yeah. Um, I, I guess I'm just starting to. I'm just trying now more to learn if i want to be talking about more political things on stage then i need to have more of a background information so i'm just starting to learn a little bit more about like the policies in canada and the a little bit in the states i mean the states i just watch from afar being like what the fuck (laughs) but it's true i think in order to be political you need to be able to understand the states for sure because it has such an impact on the rest of the world as well so yeah it's funny though because uh like when i first came to canada i was like man no one's really into the politics here like no one's really super into you know like like, it's yeah. just something that happens in the background that we just kind of, like, pay attention to once in a while. Yeah. But uh, I found that when Trudeau got into into government, like, it was, like, uh, 
huge resurgence. It was like a very well. I think Stephen Harper was just such a shitbag that like I think everyone was like, "We got to get this guy out of here," <laughs> and so people started to like take notice because he was just. If we just see, look like we were becoming more like the states, you know, right. it was just like, oh, it, yeah, it was a very big like Obama push, like the Bush thing, like we got it. Yeah, we got to get our, we got to get our Bush out of here. Yeah, right, right. So yeah. I feel like that's when people started to take more notice of what's happening and what's going on. Yeah, uh, and now we've got this super handsome Trudeau dude who I don't know. The lady, he's a lady killer. <laughs> oh my god, we showed him our tits on Pride. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He was at Pride. Uh, right. The Pride. It was like the first time an acting prime minister has been to Pride, which is just ridiculous. Like, yeah. oh my god, the get with the times. Oh, <laughs> like really? Horrible. Okay, but great. Now he's there, yeah. and he was he killed it, man. He walked down the Pride Parade with this like little salmon-colored shirt, yeah. and me and my buds were all on the roof. And as he walked by us, we like flashed him once. No way. And he like because he was looking up, and he went. He like covered his mouth. He's like, oh my god! And then he kept walking. <laughs> And then he looked back at us, and so we, like, did it again. Repeat, yeah, on Encore performance. Yeah, and he, like, laughed again. And then he was, like, pretty far down the parade, and we saw him, like, look back, and we're like, all right, Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> You've had your fun. Yeah. Um, hilarious. But now, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I am. I don't, I'm suspicious of him because he is so good looking. I'm like, what is behind all these good, <laughs> these beautiful blue eyes? And he's done not much with Bill C-51. Now right. he's not, yeah, you know, he was big on his platform. He's going to get rid of it. Sure. And he hasn't done anything. Why don't you so. explain what Bill 51 is for, for people that don't? It's don't the idea that you can't, um, the idea of being recorded and all your stuff online and everything having going right to, every anything that you have online is completely okay to, right. this is as far as I understand it, is yeah. okay to. Why is that important for you? Your privacy? Mm-hmm. Um, well, like I'm not like, uh, everyone's looking at me, but I think there's a certain, you want to be, your own citizen you want to be your own person and when you're that attached to the government where they can see and look and at everything that you do then there is a certain level that you're you're being invaded it's like i don't you know you still want to be an individual person yeah uh with your own rights and freedoms uh and you know should every i feel like if things are going to go to shit uh you know this i just feel like everything i feel like things are moving towards this idea where you're just gonna have like this chip in your hand and everything that you do is being recorded even your cell phone man your cell phone is your is a chip yeah they you could they can they they can see and and you know everything that you're doing yeah but like the funny part about it is is that like for the longest time you had to be a conspiracy theorist to, to to you know like you sounded crazy if you talked about this stuff but now it's like uh like recently uh I think it was like a rapper or something like came out and said uh, on Twitter, it was like, uh, does anybody think Snapchat filters, you know, like where you do the filter where you have like the puppy dogs and all this type of shit. He's like, anybody think that it's like facial recognition software? Oh, like, totally. Of course like, it is. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> like I, like I never got into like the Snapchat and all that stuff. Like just the basic, like the Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. But, but there is like, like I used to work in law enforcement, and and I remember when, <laughs> so I remember like the last year I was there uh, on our computers on on like the on the intake like when you're when you're booking somebody or, or whatever, uh, I started noticing this like you know they, they do like software update where we have you know new forms to fill out or whatever, and I was looking through it and I was like, it had thing on there for, like it would be like you know is there like a parole number is there like uh, you know uh, you know previous record for infractions or whatever? and then it would be like facebook id and then weird. it would say twitter weird. and i'm like why is this necessary to log into a police computer why is this necessary to put in 
and then at that point, I was like, this is kind of weird shit. It's totally weird. It's super weird, in fact. And, like, the fact that, like, you know, then now, now there's a thumbprint on on your phone that you you can activate your thumbprint. Right. And I just got a, a new phone because I cracked my old phone, of right. course, as we do. And all these, like, you know, when you're signing into your new phone or when you just get your new phone, all these questions start coming up. Like, eh, would, can, is it cool if we share this uh, information? And it's like, it's just a little, it's like, hey, you know, just so you, if you want to use this, then we're going to share all your information, everything you know, and, and uh, all your yeah. grandparents' information. It's just weird that, and you know those little s- secret questions? Like, secret question, what school did you go to? Right. And you were, yeah, I feel like all those questions, I feel like if you get in trouble with, with the law, then like something they can use. It's something they can use in yeah. some weird mind way. Like, well, we know that when you were a child, you you know whatever. You, this is your yeah. grade your grade one teacher. I don't know. It's no. I it's, think it's I, it's like a legitimate thing, and and I think that the more that that people, because I mean, I was obviously I'm a big proponent for for uh, for you know social media when it comes to you know obviously like you know marketing and branding and stuff sure. like that, but. The other thing, it's like, like you said, and there's a lot of unnecessary shit that they, they ask you for. And and I, I remember sitting back one night, and I was probably smoking a J and becoming like an oracle, as Hunter Collins <laughs> says to me. Like but, uh, but I'm just sitting there, like, thinking about shit, and I'm just like, wait a second. Like, it, it, it's like the, almost like the greatest trick they've ever played is to have us voluntarily give them all these things. They're uh-huh. even like, like, they ask, but in such a sol- subtle way. Like you said, like, do you mind if we... Have your contact list? Do you mind if we share your email? Yeah, with, hey, you know? can we just make sure all your uh, – we're going to have access to all your photos. Okay, bye. Yeah. Like it's just it's just like a little sprinkled yeah. in there. And if you want to use the app or if you want to use this, then that's what you kind of got to say yes to. And, and who the hell – like who fucking reads terms and conditions on stuff? No, yeah, no one reads terms. pages of like, you know, let, let us own you. And, and it's and set up that way, of course. It's, that's yeah. how it's set up. They don't want you to know what you're giving away. Yeah. Um, it's very bizarre what, what how we just sign off on stuff. Yeah, even your phone. I feel like whenever I turn my phone off or, like, I'm going out of service or something like that, I feel like alarms go off. They're like, oh, with this person's phone. Like, they, because then now all of a sudden they've lost tracking of you. I don't know who they is. I don't know who this they. (laughs) We keep referring to them. (laughs) They. I know that there's a they out there somewhere. Someone is tracking. And, like, I just feel like all of a sudden if your phone, which is, uh, goes off of, or, like, goes off of the regular pattern of being on all the time, which my phone is on all the time. Even sure. when I sleep, it's just on. Right. Um, when it goes off, like I was at a wedding this past weekend, and I was at a service for five days. I'm like, I wonder what, like, Some kind of alarms are setting on. off. Like, this yeah. person, we can't track this person. And I know everybody's <laughs> had this experience. Like, I know I, like, I, I've had this experience or whatever. And, and, uh, and, and I, I've heard it in, in a, I don't know if it's one bit or, or if it's been a couple of comedians that have brought it up. But anyway, I know it's it, it's it's an idea that's been out there. But but I've had it where um, if you do a questionable purchase on your credit card or on your bank or whatever, like they're like they'll call you. The fucking credit card company will call you and be like, "Is everything okay? We noticed you bought something at Walmart today, and you don't usually shop there." You know, and you're like, "What?" And then they mask it as like, "Well, we just want to make sure there's not fraud attached to it." Or, you know, we notice you're in the states for this weekend or whatever, and you're buying stuff down there. Like, and I get the whole fraud part, but I'm also sure. kind of like, "This is a little bit invasive." Like. I'll call you if I feel like there's something wrong with my credit card. And even the fact that they know that that's outside of your normal buying pattern. It's yeah. like, okay, well, that – and they're calling you on that. Like, what else do they know? Yeah, like, yeah. it's weird. Yeah. I think I think it's Allison June Smith has got a bit on it or something like that. It's something – yeah, it's, it's someone like that. But, yeah, they yeah they do this bit where it's just like 
they call you and they're like, you know, ah, you know, th- times are tough. Huh? You know, you're shopping at this place. Right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> wait a second, what are you talking about? They're like, well, your purchases are normally at, you know, Saks Fifth Avenue, and now you're slumming it up. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a weird thing. But I always, I always like to get people's perspective because uh, I always found that comedy has been kind of that segue for for people to have a voice to to be able to go up on stage and talk about things and mm-hmm. and I always I always text Kathleen I always text people that I you know that I, I manage and stuff like that and I always say you know if you stop and realize that people are paying money to see you like they they're interested in what you have to say mm-hmm. you have a voice and, mm-hmm. and people like your viewpoints on things and it's maybe because you have the courage to get up and say things that other people can't say sure. or they don't feel comfortable saying or that they don't have permission to laugh at these types of things and I think it's a big it's a big responsibility, but but at the same time, I think like you said, I mean Louis C.K. and people like that can do it in a way where it's not feeling like you're shitting on me for thinking a certain way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a fascinating thing. Yeah, it's just showing the absurdity. Like sh- yeah, like George Carlin was also was like the first yeah. person that comes to mind when I think of that stuff. Like he's so yeah. good at that of yeah. showing you what's going on. Right. That bit about stuff that he has, I always think about it. Like yeah. you know, this uh, he talks about you have stuff and then you gotta. If you go somewhere that you, you then you got to bring your stuff. You got to put it in a smaller thing. It's just more right. stuff. All you're owning is more stuff. Stuff. Yeah. stuff. And he really yeah. points out to you this like consumer world that we're just enveloped in that we just go about our way doing. But like when you really take a look at it, you zero in on it. It's it's so damaging. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's, it's a fascinating thing. Yeah, it it's makes you weird. think. It definitely does. What's up next for you? What do you got going? You're out in Alberta. You did some mudding. You you were out. You did did some camping. Yeah. Well, we're gonna smoke a doobie, and then <laughs> <laughs> number one. <laughs> uh, what's next for me? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was just here at a wedding. Uh, my girl Ali Reed and Jay got married, and now I am gonna go back to Toronto. Um, did you drive out here? Did you rent no. the car? You just flew. Yeah, I flew. You flew. Um, That's a hell of a drive, I I would imagine. I think it's like 13 hours or maybe more. I'm taking a train to Toronto. I would love to take a train, but they're more expensive than planes sometimes. Yeah, yeah, they got some, I don't know, something going on or whatever. Yeah, they're they're bringing me out on a train. Sweet. Yeah, I get to see the country. When are you coming to Toronto? End of October. Oh, killer. It's like a big showcase or something going on, the 26th or the 29th. I'm not sure what it is or, or... Oh, the TV f- showcase thing, or oh, okay. Well, like I was that. like, I think the festival showcase is in November, but anyway, what am I? Yeah, yeah. Um, Hotels yeah. are fucking expensive in Toronto. Yeah, man. You, yeah, That's crazy. That's well, crazy out there. Yeah, Airbnbs are where it's at yeah, in Toronto these that's days. The, that's the route I'm going to be taking. But, uh, but yeah. So, what's up next for you? You're going back to Toronto. You're. Do you have anything else planned? You got anything coming up? Tours or anything like that 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 you're gonna. Um, no, th- uh, no, no tours yet. Um, kind of the summer was, um, I was, I was doing a lot of like cottaging and stuff like that. So this kind of, I haven't been too proactive in my planning. Right. Um, but I think now that September's here, it's kind of, like, I don't know why, but I always think of it like a new year. Yeah, yeah. It's just like we're programmed because we went to school and the school started in September. So right. for me, it's like, okay. Now, back so down to the hustle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So now I feel like once I get home in Toronto, that I'm gonna start booking stuff and yeah, yeah, yeah. I get my act together a little bit better. Good. Uh, yeah, take care of my dog. Who's what, what kind of dog? Started you to bite people. You look like a lab person. <laughs> oh my god! Well, we don't know what she is. Uh, she's like a supposedly her mom was a Doberman. Okay. Um, but she looks like a six-month-old lab. Really? So she's got to be mixed with like a whippet or something tiny because yeah, yeah. she's only thirty-five pounds. Oh really? Yeah, she's tiny, and wow. she started to bite people. So we gotta figure that shit out. In the last year, is starting to nip at people. Fuck, eh? It's really weird. Yeah, and I try to do the whole like fucking 
the uh, what is that the dog whisperer shit? Oh, it uh, just never works. Salant, what's his name? Caesar Milan. Caesar Milan. Yeah, and yeah. I always think because I'm Latin, it's going to work well <laughs> for me, but it just never does. It's up in fucking yeah, horrible experiences. But uh, <laughs> no, that's awesome. And, and where can people find you? Um, you have a website? Yeah, adrianfish.com. A d r i e n n e fish f i s h dot com. Perfect. Yeah, all my shows are on there. So excellent. We will put that up in the description of the podcast. And, uh, Hey, thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, man, this is cool. All right, folks, and there you have it. The very funny, very talented Miss Adrian Fish. Look forward to working with her. She is a fantastic talent. Be sure to go see her. Check her out. Check out her website. It's fantastic. Uh, very, very great comic. Hey, on behalf of uh, the show... I'm your host, Jay Kirsch, and of course, on behalf of the entire YKX crew, Mr. Mark Breslin, executive producer Kira Williams, our webmaster Camille Sorovi, and of course, my boy Lane Argue, who does all the badass acoustic jams on this bad boy. Check him out, LaneArguGuitar.com, I believe is what it is. Check out the description in the podcast. And stay tuned, we got lots of great episodes coming up, folks. Next week is a killer episode, I'm telling you right now. It's awesome. It's going to be great. Surprise guest. All right, take care of yourself. See you next week.